Today we have Captain Tina and Chef Elena, currently chartering in the BVI on the sailing catamaran Serenity. You may have seen this yacht featured on Living in Yellow. We discuss proposals, Italian food, and letting go of the past. This is Stephanie Lowry, and you're listening to the Songs in the Sales podcast. Beginning. How are you guys today? I'm good. Good. <laughs> very, very good. Good. All right, Tina, you're in the BVI, <laughs> and Elena, you're in the Bahamas, right? Correct. Yes. Um, when is your next charter coming up? We have a we have a really nice uh, uh, gap. We have fifteen of uh, February is our next charter. Very cool. Um, all right, so let's talk about you guys. What did you do before you were in the chartering industry? I don't even remember. <laughs> but you're so young. I know. Um, <laughs> yes, I think that was actually my my first normal job let's say after my college I was in, in university yeah. and my last year of my university I started doing this job and that's it yeah. I tried it it was just like a trial thing mm-hmm. to, to give it a try and then once you once you try it, it's so hard to start doing something else and you've been doing it for what four years now me? No, this is my ninth season. Oh, your ninth <laughs> season. Okay. Where did you start? Long- in the British Virgin Islands? No, I started in Croatia. I'm a Croatian. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was, I started sailing at my university. It was part of the program. Mm-hmm. I liked that. And then at that time, I was a ski instructor at the same time. And a lot of ski instructors in Croatia are also captains because it's a seasonal job. Mm. So everybody was saying, like, Tina, give it a try. Try to be a captain just for fun. And then I got an opportunity to catch one, um, to go on some course. And, yeah, as I said, I tried it. I liked it. Nine years later, here I am. Yes, yes. Very cool. What about you, Elena? Oh, um, for me, it's... uh... I changed completely job before I was working on the internet. I was doing um, marketing and content for websites. So yeah. in an office, yeah. normal job, normal life. And then I start traveling. And by coincidence, I was in New Zealand and I met some people at the, at the top of the North Island. The people, they were trying to cross the ocean and go to the islands. And they were looking for people uh, helping them just to do the crossing on a sailboat. I never been on a sailboat before, and I say, okay, why not? I will try. <laughs> I started like that. I loved it, <laughs> and I start sailing more and more. And then I learned that this could be a job. But uh, whoever I was on a boat with, they were appreciating mm. much more my food than not my sailing. <laughs> um, capacity let's say right. and so I say also I'm Italian originally and we Italian all uh, have a lot of um, you know experience with food or we love food so that was sort of natural I thought this could be a nice job I loved cooking and then I start doing professionally and then when I went back and I said this could be really my profession then I went to chef school in Barcelona where I normally live mm. Uh, and that was like uh, really an inspiration 
that was amazing. I really found my call, the love, the job that I love in life. And then from that moment on, I start being chef on mm. yacht. That was five years ago. Very cool. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite meal to cook? So um, I love doing mousse au chocolat, chocolate mousse, mm -hmm. which is really, it requires time and mixing things right. properly. And I like it. It's a yeah. very good recipe. But what I see, and people like it too, but what I see is they really like uh, traditional Italian cuisine. So when I see a traditional right. recipe, which I maybe learn from a friend or from family, everybody likes it really right. much, including Tina, by the yes. way. She loves my eggplant parmesan. And <laughs> so, yeah, so I think my Italian roots are very important for this job. Right, right. What is your favorite meal that she cooks? Was it the one she said, Tina, or is there something else that you love? Yes, definitely. The eggplant dish is amazing. I love it. Every time when I see it, I'm like a little kid. Yay! Yeah. Uh, plus all the desserts. I'm a big sweet tooth, so. <laughs> yeah, I, it sounds yummy. Um, okay, what is your favorite chartering destination, Tina? Um, do you mean by countries or islands? Country, islands, whatever. What is your favorite? What is your favorite place to be when you're chartering? Um, I'd sail Turkey, Greece, Croatia, um, and Caribbean, obviously. Um, everything has something. I cannot say this is my favorite mm. uh, because every place has something that it's amazing and I'm always, always going to miss that part of it for, right. for example Croatia has a beautiful sea beautiful clear water nature is absolutely amazing but it's very busy mm. uh what I like in the Caribbean that everything is like calm relaxed you don't have to rush anywhere you're not like on a schedule you know timing all the time so right love it all <laughs> yeah that makes sense what about you Elena yeah, it's very similar. I always worked in the Mediterranean and it's very busy. So it's beautiful, but it's very busy. There mm -hmm. are boats everywhere. While in the Caribbean, it's really nice to explore because it's never crowded. I you guys don't. Tina. This is the best, uh, the best um, characteristic here. Mm. You guys don't feel like it's oversaturated right now with all of the boats coming into the BVI? No? no. Interesting. Not compared to, to Mediterranean. I mean, a lot. If if we're talking about the sailing area, for example, um, in Croatia, a lot of times when you're entering the bay and you see there is one buoy left and three boats coming in, you mm. put that throttle to the maximum. <clears throat> right. This is never gonna happen here. You have a space, you have plenty of space to anchor to moor a boat. Um, mm. So in that sense, definitely not. It's not too crowded. Plenty of space for everyone. Right. right. All right. Well, what is your favorite um, dive or snorkel spot? My favorite snorkel spot would be Diamond Reef, which is located just off the Scrub Island. Mm -hmm. It is pretty shallow. It is like six feet deep water, mm -hmm. uh, full of coral reefs. Unfortunately, every year there is less and less coral reefs here and everywhere mm -hmm. in the world, actually. 
uh, and the, this part you can see it from um, very close you know it's very shallow yeah. so you can approach it very closely you can see it it's very rich so it's just beautiful uh, for dive spot I would still put um, um, the wreck of the road yeah right uh, isn't that right yeah. <laughs> I'm like I think that's right it was my first dive <laughs> oh wow yeah oh yes it it's beautiful. When when did you dive? Uh, when did you do it? Uh, 2007. Was it before 16? Irma? Oh yeah, I've 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 been on that dive site before and after Irma. Yeah. Oh, and did, did you see the the difference? Mm. No, I feel like I was just caught up in the fact that I was diving again, that I was an excited. I was like a schoolgirl. Although the, also the difference is the first time I dove, because it was literally my first dive, I could only go so far down, right? So I could only go to the propeller or the prop or the propeller, whatever that is. And then the next time I went, I went even further, right? So I, I did two different parts you know, so the, I, it was hard for me to really compare if I'm honest. Plus I'm like a giddy schoolgirl Sometimes I'm like so excited that kind of oblivious to things like that. Cause I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm like, I'm diving, I'm diving. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> so anyway, so that's your favorite dive site. That is my, um, yeah, that's my favorite because it has a story. It has the whole, uh, a story about it. It's very interesting. It's um, every year more and more um, life is coming to um, uh, coral. Uh, corals um, are right. growing on it. The, a lot of fishes are coming. Uh, it looks just beautiful. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I do have a question then with it being that that is you know, maybe one of the more healthier sites in the BVI. Do you feel like the artificial structures that Beyond the Reef are creating are are growing and are healthy as well? Or what is your opinion? Yes, yes. You can see every structure they put in, uh, it attracts the, the fishes and, and marine life, definitely. Right. Very cool. So it's helping. Because there is so much of the coral that's just washed out, like very white, bleached, like in a lot of sections. Yes, anyway. yes. And um, I haven't been here before Irma, so I cannot compare by myself. Mm. But what I heard about other captains that they're here a bit longer. Um, I've done some place which is like completely dead, just the rocks. And they told me before Irma that it was a beautiful snorkeling place. For example, they dropped the guests. Um, in one point and they were drifting with a with a current for like half of a mile mm -hmm. and then they picked them up on the other spot and I went there like rock nothing else and they said Irma completely yeah. destroyed it which is very sad yeah the portion of the Rhone that's further down um, it didn't collapse I had heard originally that it had but I don't think it did you can still swim through right or uh, yeah, what Irma done is she moved the whole piece for another 60 feet. So mm. it is a little bit different now and a little bit in a little bit deeper water, but mm -hmm. it, it's still it's still there. We're still yeah gotcha. diving. And... Yeah, right. It's amazing what nature can do, <laughs> um, really, to move that huge yeah. ship 60 scary. feet. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> And it's on a depth of 60 feet, so it's not shallow. No, yeah. it's not at all.
Mm -mm. That was actually the first place I got a reverse block too, because I was, I guess, breathing so heavily. And then I started going up and then I was trying to go back down and it was awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Anyway, what was your favorite um, dive spot, Elena? Uh, my favorite dive spot? I haven't yet had the chance to dive okay. in uh, in the BVI. So my favorite spots are somewhere else in the world. Is it relevant? Uh, yes, uh, please share. Please share. Yes. Okay. Okay. So one of the most amazing was in Indonesia. It's called Raja Ampat. Mm. It's in actually it's a part of Indonesia, which is Papua New Guinea. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most extraordinary places in the world for diving. Um, mm. it, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fish. It was incredible. And then another one very special was Fiji with um, sharks. A shark dive yeah. with Fiji that was uh, impressive as well. So, What kind yeah, of shark? A bit, uh, bull shark, gray shark. Oh, wow. It was a lemon shark. It was yeah. all together. They was... Uh, they, they were feed them. It, yeah. they, they had been feed uh, fed by some divers, and we were behind the rock, just seeing the them going around. And of course, together with the sharks, there were all the other fish that were getting the rest of the food. Right. Right. So it, it was a spectacular, spectacular dive. And, and you were out there free that. without a cage, kind of thing. You are, you are. You're just behind the rock yeah. and behind you, there are other divers. So there are two divers feeding the sharks and then you are behind them, behind the rock. And then behind you, there are two more divers with big sticks. Mm. And these are supposed to be your defense against the sharks. <laughs> like obviously the stick, anything, yeah. but we trusted. Rightly so. The fact that they have so much food because they've been fed in that moment right. that the last thing they want is a is you. human being. You know, yeah. it's, they have a lot of food. So you right. are not interesting for them, likely. Uh, but it's, it's really a spectacular dive. Yeah. I mean, very cool. OK, what is your favorite activity on Charter? Um, activity? You mean for the guests or uh, what they do? Yeah, what do you like to do with the guests? Or... With the guests. Uh, that is part of this uh, kind of charter. I worked before on um, their boat, bigger boat, when there is much less interaction with with uh, guests. And it's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I choose to, to be on a smaller yacht because uh it's a very close interaction every day you speak to them you you live with them actually mm -hmm. on the boat and so what i like is the part in which uh, there is a conversation you get to know the guest and it's it's very natural it comes sometimes it happens at breakfast with the first coffee sometimes with cocktails and appetizers yeah. it's sort of uh meeting new people every week it's very interesting to me Speaking yeah. to new people, knowing new stories. That that's part. It's to me it's very interesting. Very good. What about you, Tina? I'm just thinking about it. And once again, I like the variety of it. Mm -hmm. Um definitely what Elena said, um, have that spontaneous talk. You just start chatting about something and then they open up, you know. Um, they share their stories. Uh, I always like to say that from every guest, from every chata, you can learn something new. So I'm like a sponge, you know, just like right. soaking everything up. 
um so we can have we can have a really nice conversations uh even even a deep one it, it's right. really valuable on the other hand uh spontaneous laughs with them they start joking we start joking interacting it it, it could be so much fun also sometimes we go on land with them do some yeah. tours and it's just the, the 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 that experience with them could be so much fun right very good. Well, I know your charters are successful and people do love you. So I don't, how many seasons have you guys chartered together? Is this your first one? Yes. But I know that everyone loves you, Tina. Like I hear about it actually from other brokers that people have a really great time with you and you've saved many charters. <laughs> so, um, what is your favorite charter memory? My Oh, Elena, you go first. I need to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we had very recently, like speaking on, on this last season, we had a special uh, New Year's Eve um, event for this family that wanted to do something special for New Year's Eve. Uh, Tina organized a bonfire on the beach. And mm. then we organize um, the fact that every member of the family could write on a piece of paper. We gave them like a special paper with a special pen to write something that they wanted to let go from the past year and something mm. that they wish to uh, have in the new year just starting. And then the, there was a sort of a mini ceremony, which is uh, writing down this and then uh, burning the paper. And when you burn yeah. the paper, you wish that this becomes true. And yeah. they invite, at the end of this, they invite us to do the same. So we actually participate and had to do the same. And that was uh, very emotional and very interesting. Right. That's how I, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Was that your idea or theirs? Um, a mix, let's say. Uh, a mix. They, they wanted something special and I, I got the idea. Uh, um, we, me and Tina actually together we had the idea of the paper um, I lived in the past um, I lived in Bali for two years mm -hmm. and there there is a lot of this kind of uh, rituals or ceremony right. or people trying to you know to go in deep in their own emotional part and so right. some ideas can come from there very neat all right what about you Tina um <laughs> it's a hard question. The f I'm going to say what, the first thing what came to my mind is last season, it was end of a season. Um, after the whole season, we had a really busy season. I was a little bit tired and I got a new guest, uh, eight of them, and they came like a bomb of happiness yeah. for seven days. Um they were they were interacting with us a lot they wanted to be um, um they wanted us to be involved in everything in games in talks in evening drinks in literally everything mm -hmm. and they were so much fun i was laughing with them so much we made so many um jokes that very very often i actually think about them and it just came to my mind what i told them and what they told me at that time i was like oh my gosh i can't even tell that to the world <laughs> it was so much fun. it was so much fun and very often um they text me on facebook uh, saying that uh, they miss me and they miss caribbean obviously 
So Aww. just like I would say moments like that when you when you have yeah. so, so much fun with somebody. Um, right. Yeah. And and actually with the with a lot of kids, um, we become friends. You know, every time when right. they come here, they called me. I even went to California and I drop them a message like, hey, guys, I'm here. And they're like, perfect. You're close. I'm going to pick you up. Let's go <laughs> for a drink, whatever. Yeah. So I would say things like that. Very good. The connections you make with guests are really important and it helps the charter go well. The boat can be, you know, in mint condition, but if you guys aren't tip top, then it's, it could be a bust. So it really goes to show how good you guys are at what you do too. Cause you, you said you weren't feeling it, but it was, you still connected with them and it was wonderful and it was really good for you too. Yes. There is a plenty of valleys, especially this year in the Caribbean, you know, yeah. and the way, when the guests book a boat, Bali, Bali is a beautiful boat to book because of its layout, but yeah. there is 30 different Bali's, the crew, the, the right. one actually that, you know, stand up and make your uh, mm -hmm. holiday better or worse. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Okay. What is unique or interesting about you guys as a crew or you ladies as a crew? Sorry, habit. <laughs> I call everybody you guys. <laughs> What about I, you? I think you just, yeah, I think you just say that that we are a all female crew. Yeah. And we are very proud of it. Yeah. Is that what you think too, Tina? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I think there is uh, something something in it. And we actually hear that uh from the guests very, very often. I think also it matters uh that we are both from Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Uh number one, really good. <laughs> Uh, number two, we are used to a high tempo, you know, right. like, mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's stress in the Mediterranean, but uh, just mix over the cultures, you know, we bring right. something from there, we take something from the Caribbean and then mixture of everything, right. I think makes it a good combination. Very good. I like that. What, okay, what is your craziest guest story? Or if you would prefer, you can give me your craziest broker story. If you'd rather not throw your guests under, you're welcome to throw a broker. You don't have to say a name. You can just say whatever. <laughs> I would say tread wow. lightly. I, I, have a, I have a lot. I have a lot. I will try to answer without answering. <laughs> So do you have a lot of um, crazy definitely. guest stories or crazy broker stories? Oh no, guest stories. Oh, okay, guest yes. stories. Um, brokers are okay. Brokers yeah. are really okay. We don't have problems with them. They Good. mostly understand us. It's fine. The guests are the one who <laughs> makes it fun. Definitely. Um, can you imagine every week I have eight people? Um. For nine years, how many different people uh, live with me for a week? Right. Um, definitely. I, I I don't even know where to start. Um, I was definitely proposed a few times. Um, <laughs> I I received love letters. I received. Wow. Um, even one girl was very much into me. Um. I was being offered to move in another country, to be a Hollywood wife, to be a lot of, a lot of things. Wow. I'll just leave it on that. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I have, I don't think anyone has said that yet, but I guess it's probably pretty common. <laughs> I mean, 
I could see that happening. But when you're really good at what you do, they want to take you with them. <laughs> I mean, uh, probably most of the most of the crew are couples. So yeah, um, that's true. Probably the guys are they're behaving probably you know in front of the boyfriend. Right. And, yeah. Ellen is happy to get rid of me, so she's like, take her, take her. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, what about you, Elena? So, yeah, I also received uh, offers like, would you like to come and be our private chef at home? Like, this yeah, is like yeah. quite cool, but yeah. No, but um, I have a crazy story, yes. But it's it's not from this season, it's from the Met, from yeah. the Mediterranean. Uh, we were in France and we we had only two guests on board on a bigger yacht. We had two guests on board and these two guests were uh, very much foodies. And they realized that um, I was going and buy the fish at the market, fresh market in the morning, which is mm -hmm. like amazing fresh market in France. Can you imagine? And uh, they say, oh, no, we only want to. She's laughing because she knows the story. We only want to have fish, which is just caught got in the sea. And so yeah. the captain say, OK, we'll try that. I was like. Really? I say, no, 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 we'll try that. And then yeah. we start going around with the boat and we actually find a fishing boat. But this fishing boat was a modern fishing boat, like a motorboat, super cool, super sleek. And they mm -hmm. actually just caught some fish and they were um, willing to sell to us. And so we, we got this couple and say, oh, look, we can buy this fish and I will cook it for you for sure today. And they say, oh, no, this is not we had what we had in mind. Because they had in mind like an old-style fishing boat. Like it was not enough picturesque, let's say, or rundown. Yeah. To, you know, to... Yes. So they said no? Imagining, they say no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because it was not, I, I guess, a beard uh, yeah. fisherman in an old uh, vessel. They probably wanted their picture with them too, right? So... <laughs> no, I don't know. But the fact is they were not interested anymore in fresh fish at that point. And so wow. we just keep going with uh, beautiful fish in the market, of course. I yeah. It was amazing. But that was really funny for me. Like, oh, my God. That is funny. Very good. Well, do you guys have anything you want to add? If we could do the ones that's what is your biggest challenge as a crew? Do you have challenges that you feel like as a female crew? Like any, I know that, I, th I know you're probably perfectly capable, but some people think, you know, as a female, like what can't you do? Do you feel like you have limitations or you've got it and everything's, you know, fine? Definitely. Definitely. Um... Sometimes when the guests are swimming around, it's like super hot on a boat. Uh, you, you've done mostly what you need to do. You have five minute break and that sea looks absolutely amazing, beautiful, turquoise, and it's calling your name. So you want to jump for three minutes, have a little, you know, refresh yourself and then go back to work. And right. I would say this is the biggest challenge because um, I don't feel comfortable in putting the bathing suit on, you know, in front of the guests because yeah. they're all couples over there. So I'm, I think mm. I would say the biggest challenge for me is balancing yeah. with, of course, be nice, polite, um, 
warm towards them. On the other hand, not them to um, understood wrong that I'm not right. trying to, you know, hit the husbands or I'm not right. trying to flirt or whatever. Right. I would say this is this is the biggest. I definitely don't want to make anybody jealous. Don't want to do anything, but it is right. a little bit um, a challenging. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. What about you, Elena? Um, it's it's part of my job, and I know it is, but it's really hard to cook um, every time in the heat mm. because, of course. The gal is open in a catamaran in a Bali 48. The gal it's open, which is beautiful mm -hmm. because it's it's really a nice setting. But in order to be able to work with the stove, you need to close door and windows so the, right. the breeze that would come into the boat would, wouldn't uh, um, go well with the with the cooking because you need you need the fire from the, the from the stove to be at the maximum, right? And right. so I need to keep everything closed and I need to be always sweating in the heat. Mm. That is one. And number two, uh, the catamaran is always moving a little bit, just mm -hmm. a little bit, but it's always moving. And this is a challenge when you're cooking, when you're plating, when you try to do something, it's always moving. I mean, it's part of the job, of course. I know right. it's part of the job, but this is like a, maybe a dream, like a air permanent aircon and a stable boat, which doesn't exist. Right, right. Um, that would that would be would help a lot. Right. Do you do a lot of prep work so that you don't have to stay in the kitchen, or a no. lot of yours? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I think I would say the prep is the most important part of my job. Yeah. To help you be successful, gotcha. Very important, very important. So when when you're cooking in the the last part, which is the cooking and the plating mm -hmm. before before guests, uh, there is always something going on. Maybe a guest come there and ask something, or something is happening, or we need to moor uh, or to do some, you know, go help Tina with the boat. I help very little things, but sometimes it's necessary. So. The more everything is prepared and the better, because there yeah. is always something going on on the moment right. when you need to be. Right. When you have somewhere to else ready. to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I have one more question. Um, I was going to ask you, what does your day look like um, as a captain and a chef? Um, so in the morning, we wake up around 6.37. Depends really on the guest and their preferences. Uh, when they are waking up and what time they would like to have a, a breakfast. Uh, once they are all up, of course, Elena is in a kitchen already 100% fully into the food. Um, I usually do the coffees in the morning, uh, morning chat uh, while Elena is preparing the food. Uh, then we have a breakfast. And after the breakfast, we set the sails up to our next destination. Uh, we usually often stop somewhere um, for a lunch and for some snorkeling spots or or some uh, water sports activities. And after the lunch and after the um, five o'clock uh, cocktails, they are actually cocktails all day long. Yes. Um, we continue <laughs> our traveling to the final final destination where we moor for the night. And then in the evening, it usually. Either they go on shore, explore the shore, explore the restaurants, or mm -hmm. if they just like to chill on a boat, have some appetizers uh, while um, Elena is preparing the dinner. 
Um, we usually do the sunset view on a flybridge. And then after the dinner, they're just enjoying watching stars, listening to the music. It's really, every day is a little bit different. Right. But yes, a lot of sailing, a lot of snorkeling, a lot of laughs, music, a lot of cocktails. Um, I become pretty good at the cocktails. So yeah. <laughs> um, that's my that's my main thing now. Very good. What about you, Elena? Uh, yeah, my whole day is spent in the galley because, um, as Tina say, we start very early uh, before they wake up. That's a that's a golden hour for me because I mm -hmm. can work uh, without anybody else around. So it's it's the time I can really prepare a lot of stuff. And then breakfast, it's I would say maybe breakfast and dinner are the most important meals on board. The breakfast is big. We try to provide some variety, something so there is a lot to do. And once breakfast is finished, it's already preparing and then already preparing cocktail, uh, sorry, not cocktail appetizers, and then preparing dinner. Um, right. There is a good, uh, there is a good teamwork here because uh, as Tina said, she's amazing in doing cocktails. So I just do some appetizers, she make the cocktails and everything is good. It's a little more formal, it's three course meal. So everybody sits and uh, plate it and it's sort of a, the, nice meal of the day they enjoy right. that and then they enjoy the rest of the day something that we do uh, we do some maybe special night like since i'm i'm from spain i'm italian but i live in i live in spain we do like a spanish night so we do tina makes sangria and i do tabas mm. and we we do like a special night like that we change every time also according to to the preferences of the guests. Yeah. We asked before what they like, what they don't like. And mm -hmm. uh, according to that, we we do our our meals. Very good. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I haven't been on charter in a while. I guess it's been about a year. I miss it. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Um, I really enjoyed talking with you too. I missed you at the boat show this year, but um, I heard it was fantastic. So hopefully we'll get to meet in person this next year or well, this fall, I guess. <laughs> yes, definitely. And thank you so much for inviting us. Yes, of course. Thank you for tuning in to the Songs in the Sales podcast. We thrive because of listeners and viewers like you. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave us a review. If you have comments and questions, please send us an email, yachtcharters at songsinthesales.com. Now, come sail away. <laughs>